This is Samuel Ray, and welcome to the Stream Coach Podcast, the show that helps you step up your game as a professional live streamer. And now here's your host. She bought her first game in PC in 2012, Ash Christ. What is up, streamers? And welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all with me here today for what we have coming up, what we have planned in this episode. This is going to be real, real good. But before that, before that, my friends, I have some news for you, okay? And this news is that I have actually returned to Twitch. I am so excited to be back. I stream Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 12 p.m. Central, but I'm not playing video games. What am I doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am still creating helpful content for streamers. So whenever you come to my live streams, my streams are all about you. It's all to help you guys still. So what we've been doing lately, this is actually my, we just got done with the stream actually. This was my fifth day back So this is the second Thursday stream that I had, and we've been doing Twitch and social media channel reviews and just helping out streamers that are struggling, that are looking to grow with the kinds of information that they should be presenting to people in the profile sections of their Twitch streams and also what they can do to really maximize the results that they get from their social media. And it has been fun. It has been a total trip. Before I started streaming, I was very nervous, to be completely honest. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do very well. And... I did not expect this at all, honestly. Like, every single day has been a blast. You guys have broken me (laughs) every day. I've had so much fun with you. And the main thing for me, like, getting broken is cool. You know, it's fun. Everyone really enjoys watching it. But to me, it's just that I get to hang out with you guys. And I get to do something that I don't get to do normally with this podcast and with the YouTube videos and social medias. I get to talk to you one-on-one and be there live. And to me, that kind of interaction, I did not realize that I was missing it as much as I was. And so this is really exciting for me and I'm very, very happy to be back. You can probably hear it in my voice. I sound a little happier in this podcast episode than I did in last week's episode with the amazing, amazing, amazing Anna Prosser. Okay, she did such a good job. If you haven't listened to that episode and you want to learn more about hosting as a streamer, that is where you want to go. Listen to that episode right before this one, but I assume you probably already listened to that one. So let's talk about the episode that's coming up. So today, team, we are going to talk about consistency and discipline. And consistency, we all know, in the episode we had two episodes ago, I believe it was episode 19 with Kayla Flower, that consistency is extremely important as a broadcaster. You're basically a TV show. And if you think about yourself as a viewer watching a TV show, put yourself in those shoes right now. If Game of Thrones didn't come on at 7 p.m., if it was on at 7 one week, 7.30 the next week, 6.30 the week after, you probably wouldn't show up and trust that that show would be there for you, right? And so Game of Thrones would not be able to build the massive, crazy audience that it has built. So consistency is very important. But how do you become consistent, right? 
Consistency doesn't just happen. It is a skill that you develop. Sometimes it takes a lot of time. It took me years, years to figure out consistency. <laughs> and I'm still not the best with it whenever it comes to this podcast, but we are getting there. I promise. I know that it is a journey for everyone. And it's the same if you are streaming on Twitch at this moment in time. If you want to take this seriously, you need to know, and I'm speaking like directly to you right now. You need to know how important consistency is and you need to get consistent in your content literally down to the minute because that shows your dedication that builds trust with your audience that inspires them to believe in you. And that is so huge for building the amazing, loving, inspired communities that I know that you all want to build, but to become consistent, we need to be disciplined. And in today's interview, with DJ Knight, we're going to talk about discipline and how he developed his discipline to stream for a thousand days straight. That is over. Wait, is it over? No, it's not over. That's about, <laughs> I can't math right now. I'm really failing at this. That is about three years of streaming daily. That is a lot. That is very, very difficult to do. And he just absolutely crushed it. So I'm very excited to welcome DJ Knight to this episode. I think you guys will get a lot of useful information out of this. And I hope that it inspires you to be more consistent and disciplined in your content. So let's jump into that interview right now with DJ Knight. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with me, I have Twitch partner, host, member of the Flagship TV, which is an incredible stream team, by the way. If you haven't seen them already, they are awesome. And voice actor DJ Knight. What's up, DJ? Hello. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. We've been hanging out and having some fun with the live stream beforehand, so I have been having a good time with your voice changer and yeah, singing just, songs to us. I do sing songs on occasion. Sorry you yeah. guys missed it. Seriously. Come to the live streams. <laughs> Turn on the notifications, you won't miss. I'm saying. Maybe not everybody, <laughs> but I'm saying. You, you got to be ready for it. Exactly. So let's jump into the questions here. You've been streaming since, was it 2015 or I've 2014? Actually, 2015 is when I started streaming with a focus of streaming regularly. Okay. I started streaming in 2013. And like the launch of the PS4, actually I streamed before that, but my PC was like the most potato of potatoes so i just had to stop it was like let's try this and then i had like two frames a second nobody wants to watch that so i just quit uh on the launch of the ps4 though i started streaming i was playing killzone shadowfall uh i remember blacklight retribution which was a free-to-play game warframe was a free-to-play game i was playing a bunch of those uh on launch and i was like okay you can get 60 viewers doing this cool i see how twitch works and uh, I was too busy with work, so I was like, I'm just going to stop streaming. And then I came back regularly in 2015 to like two and three. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, it was it was an awakening. It was like, okay, so that was a fluke. That was probably because of the launch. That was hype. And all right, how am I going to do this? So I, I found Twitch because of a buddy of mine. And he was like, my dude, you need to be streaming. And I was like, nah, man, nah. So I had an account. My Twitch account is like, from 2012 my account is old but i didn't stream on it i was just watching people so 
don't know. It was just literally started streaming and then I stopped because it was too busy for my work schedule. And then a buddy of mine yeah. was like, hey man, uh, you should stream. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll try it out. Because <laughs> he was very serious about like, you need to be streaming. Like he, over time, he told me to stream probably over the series of like six months to a year. He was bugging me like, my dude, why aren't you streaming? Fix it, please. So I started. Yeah. So you had, a, you had someone who was there pushing you, which is really awesome. But what was your personal reason? Like, why did you want to start streaming on Twitch? Uh, my personal reason was work-related, but simultaneously community. Uh, I was teaching game design at the time. Uh, if you ever heard of Full Sail University, I was teaching in the game design degree, bachelor's. And oh, really? You taught at Full Sail? Yes. I, I, awesome. I have two degrees from Full Sail. And then I worked at Full Sail for probably like seven years overall, close to seven years. So I've had a lot of experience with teaching, like education, like at a collegiate level. So for me, it was like, we have a room where we can go play video games and it's literally research. They called it the research room because if we're teaching game design, the thought process behind that was it if you're not playing the latest games and seeing how they're implementing game features and mechanics, you're not really seeing what's going on in the industry. So like when Grand Theft Auto V came out, we all bought Grand Theft Auto V and we're playing Grand Theft Auto V and we were seeing how they implemented all the different things into this one game. And we were all like kind of blown away because they had so much to do and there were so many different game mechanics. So when you're teaching people, all right, cool, then the final project, you got to give us a game that has at least this many mechanics. They have to be complete. You have to play around with them. You have to adjust them. So there's a lot of stuff that you have to do to get people to understand what's going on. So if you're not understanding the newest implementations of game design, then how can you properly teach it? So it was a mix of my knowledge because I've worked in the gaming industry before I taught in game design. I worked at uh, Electronic Arts on Madden. I, had a, I got to work on Madden 09, which was an, an amazing experience as an interface designer. So I have game industry experience. I've worked on game design titles. I've, I've done voice acting for like mobile titles and uh, like commercials for the military back before that. So I've done a lot of things related to the gaming industry. It's just the issue of like teaching and it was another thing as well. So for me, it was like, I like, I know the content. I know how game design works. I know the base of a game. Like if you, <laughs> a lot of people aren't ready to hear the fact that a, the game that you love, the game you love most, this can be probably broken down to five minutes. And that hurts for a lot of people because that five minutes is literally like, if you put all of the game mechanics back to back and record them as a video, like if you put like an obstacle course where you have to use every single game mechanic that you have to use in that game, each like God of War, the latest God of War would probably be five minutes long to do all of the things once. And and I say probably because of most games are going to be much shorter than that. So it was research. It was like, all right, cool. Let me let me put my thought process. Let me put how I approach games. Let me put how I understand games to a group of people. And I'm also a clown, so it worked out nicely that I have a sense of humor that people like to pay attention to. So that just kind of blossomed and was like, all right, cool. I'm a clown, but I also can tell you like, no, actually, if you're talking about a thing and uh, <laughs> I recognize that I just mansplained myself, like, no, actually, <laughs> this is how this works. Uh, 
but no, it's I like to kind of spread knowledge wherever possible. So it was me liking games, creating games, teaching people about games, and then before I actually started a website in two thousand and six for gaming news reviews and editorials. So I was writing about games for years before I even got to the point where I was teaching them. So we're talking about most of my life being gaming related and then working in games. It just made sense. So my buddy was right. He was like, you need to be streaming. So it was like, all right, cool. Perfect. I'll give it. Yeah. And that's a really great lesson too, that I think you said in there, which is that trial room, right? The testing room for games. Like if you're going to be in the industry for games, then you need to know what's going on in the gaming industry. Like you need to know how other games are performing and what they're doing to uh, really get engagement and be exciting for people and entertaining for people. And I think that's the same with like any industry, right? If you want to go into social media or into Twitch or into like graphic design, you need to know what's going on in that industry and spend some time seeing the things that are being produced from other people that are in your space. So I think that's a really good lesson that is super important for a lot of people. So we're going to get into streaming advice in a second. But first, tell us a little bit more about you. What other hobbies do you have besides streaming? Uh, before I get into my hobbies, I will say that you are spot on. If you are a streamer and you consider yourself to be a streamer, you need to be watching streams. Mm -hmm. Do that because that's homework. That's literally your homework. That is your homework. Like if you don't know, like if you, if you think back to your favorite show, your favorite show was guaranteed the person who made that show, the person who decided that they wanted that to be a show has guaranteed watched another show that gave them the inspiration to make the show that you're watching. So the director has seen other shows, has, like TV's been around for 50, 60 years easily. Like if we go back to damn near 100. So like guaranteed they learned from the things that came before them. Please go watch streams. If you don't yeah. watch streams, you can, it's like, why would you want to reinvent the week? People have already done this. But uh, my hobbies, um, I've been trying to get back in the drawing. I really like drawing. I miss drawing. I actually used to draw when I was in grade school and I would watch like TV shows and draw the cartoons that I saw on the TV shows and I would show people and they'd be like, dude, that looks just like it does on TV. And then I fell out of it because I applied to like the Chicago Institute of Art at like 12 and they were like, nah, you're not old enough, my dude. So it was like, all right, if I'm not old enough, fuck art. And then I was just like, fuck drawing. I was, and that was dumb. That was dumb to apply. My grandma was like, no, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, I'm going to do it though. And they were like, you're good. But you're not old enough. And I was just like, fuck you guys. And it was like, all right, cool. So no, no more art for me. But um, for all other purposes, gaming is a hobby of mine. I don't game as much when I'm not on stream just because making the switch to a full-time streamer is a problem. Like to actually find time to game. Like, <laughs> Right? I know. I, I game 40 hours a week. Like it is horrible because most of my other game time is right here. Like, Yeah. My game time is on my mobile. It's, it's I get like no phone. game time. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'm just I'm always on my laptop working. I never get to play games anymore, and it makes me so sad. I'm like teaching people how to play games, and I never get to play them on my own. My life has been stolen by Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes, uh, Marvel: Galaxy of Champions, and uh, Forge of Empires. Surprisingly, and fuck you, T-Mobile, for getting me hooked on that one. T-Mobile in the they're Tuesdays. If you have the app, give away free stuff on Tuesdays. So like, I got a free basket, Robins. Oh no, free Starbucks, three dollars coupon today. 
So three dollars off Starbucks, which what? is been, right. And because I'm gonna use that, like I'm gonna go to Starbucks in the morning and get like a caramel ma- macchiato. And oh my it, god! And then give it my to my dude. girlfriend. And then like. <laughs> I'm going to get something different, but I'm going to give it to her because like, here, please have a free caramel macchiato. I'm going to get a caramel uh, cappuccino. Oh, my God. And I'm going to get an extra shot in it. But that's just me. Like, I like to give her what she wants. Or she she does like peppermint white chocolate mochas. Oh, so I've good. Tasted it and it is impressive. So it's like, okay, I can see this. I understand. Uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I have it installed. I just stopped playing it because... I don't like... The, they were fucking snooty in that game. They're like... My, my dude, you don't have... This specific couch that I like to see, fuck you. I'm not coming over your house. It's like, you can eat a bag of dicks, my dude. Like, that's disrespectful. Like, do you know how much couches cost? You know how many fish I got to go get up and sell on the marketplace before I can go afford the couch you want me to get? You know how much work that is? You can eat it. I'm you. Fuck you. You ain't coming over my house. Get out of here with that. So, like, no, I, I gave up on pocket camp. But Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, though, allows me to have a team with Darth Nihilus, who I never even seen in a show or anything, or like Malor, uh, he gives his whole team the ability, every attack, you gain health. And you remove all your armor, but like every attack, every time you hit somebody, you heal up from it. So it's like, I'm gonna beat that ass. And it was glorious. Like, you get healed <laughs> up while you're beating somebody's ass. Everybody went. So, yes, please and thank you. But, um, and then Fortnite dropped on phones, and I just, you know, let me just put this phone away. because the, but, How has that been? Have you liked Actually, Fortnite? I have loved Fortnite. Uh, I've been a fan of Epic Games since Gears of War. Or since we can go back further than Gears of War. We can go back to the original Unreal, right? Like, we can go all the way back. I've been a fan of theirs since then. So, for them to come up with Paragon, which can we get some rips in chat for Paragon? <laughs> I'm sad about Paragon. Paragon was the one MOBA that I have loved. Fiery, with a fiery passion. And they, it, it got closed because not enough people were playing it, which happened. But oh, you know what? I remember Paragon. That's the one where they drop you literally in the middle of these like massive just battlefields, right? It was originally. There was a massive okay. battlefield where you started on one end, and it's just it's literally every other mobile. The map originally thought it was, but it was a third person mobile. So it's just like in Gears of War, where the camera's right behind you. You have that in Paragon. So like you literally had to like. The size of a mobile that you walk when you're looking at an isometric camera and you're clicking to uh-huh. move doesn't seem like it's all that big until you put a camera right behind your character. It takes forever to go from one side of the map to the leg to the other side of the map in Legacy. Like it was 30 seconds to get from the starting point to the halfway point. It was a problem. So they they they, cha- they made a lot of changes to it, and the new changes were good. But people were still like, "It's not perfect MOBA size. We don't like it." It's like it's so much faster though, it's so much more fun though. And they were like, "Nah, we don't like it," and it was problematic. So they they let it go. But Fortnite has been amazing, and I've been playing Fortnite since I'm a hipster. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite since before <laughs> it was just Save the World. Um, there was no battle royale added in, and they added the battle royale, and Fortnite just went sky high, like Thanos is now in Fortnite as of today. As of like nine this morning. Thanos. Have you played that yet? No, I haven't. Okay, um, me either. I want to. I want to, but Thanos is now there and it's just impressive. Uh, sorry, everyone. You can feel that way. Oh, no, it's cool. Fortnite is still good, though. That's, that's not... Just not for you. That's cool. But um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's free, so... Wait, it's free. <laughs> it doesn't cost a dime. That blows my mind. It doesn't that cause it's a free and it's generated like this amount of hype. Like, 
yeah. crazy, crazy, but it's, crazy. It's generated this amount of hype because pub like people forget the PUBG, history of PUBG. Yeah. Like people forget uh-huh. the history. People are like, oh, you mean just like this game that's so H one Z one ripoff? And it's like actually, let me like creator of PUBG, creator of the genre in the first place. And they're just like, Wait, really? What? I didn't, what are you I didn't know about? that actually. Uh, Player Unknown started the battle royale genre as an two mod. He started Armor Two. He modded Armor Two to add a battle royale to mode make, in. Yeah. Just like the battle royale anime, where the, mm-hmm. the high school kids went out on the tuna and they fought. So he started that mod, and then when Armor Three came out, he upgraded the mod from Armor Three. Lyric was actually blue, like blue. If, I don't know if he was blown up before battle royale but i know that he was huge in the battle royale community because he was playing the battle royale for armor daybreak games hired him on as a consultant to help them make uh what we now know as h1z1's kill and he worked with them for a little bit but then he was like you know let me get him on the team and make my own so he then worked he found blue hole and the match the matchmaking was history and now PUBG is one of the biggest games in the industry right now and right. Fortnite came out because Fortnite is if you try to play the save the world edition of Fortnite, it still costs 40 bucks because it originally was a uh, trying to remember the word is a tower defense, third person tower defense. So you build a tower over a machine and the zombies are coming to wreck your machine, but you build traps to like lock them out and kill them. And they added another mode to Fortnite that was the battle royale so the genre started back in armor 2 thanks to player unknown he made it into armor 3 he worked with daybreak games helping to make h1z1's king of the kill what it is and then he left and formed player unknown's battlegrounds with blue hole and then that was like a summer and a half ago like almost two years ago where they announced their open beta or their closed beta where you had to get keys to give away the closed beta and like yeah he he he's literally the dude that made the genre so people are just like, it's trash. And it's like, actually, though, you can thank Player Unknown for Fortnite being what it is. Because if it wasn't for the success of PUBG, Fortnite wouldn't have a battle royale. And now Fortnite is like the biggest thing in gaming, in the entire gaming industry. Like when when Drake is playing with oh Twitch streamers. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. It actually increased the overall like activity of streaming channels. I think it usually hovers about like 2.8 million active channels last month. So not April, but March 2018. It was like 3.6 million or yeah, 3.6 million active channels. So like literally Fortnite and Ninja and Drake got together and created an increase of almost a million active channels on Twitch. That's just crazy. That's insane. Yeah. It's ridiculous and it's, it's impressive. So Yeah, like, it really is. So I'm a big fan of since I'm uh, congratulations to Epic for having such an amazing uh IP where they've created a game that even though it wasn't the primary mode of the game, the game has went off into the stratosphere. Like they're they're mm-hmm. doing amazing. So like I'm I, I I'm super happy to hear it. Uh, I was lucky enough that uh, in August they flew me to their headquarters for Paragon. So I got to see like the headquarters of Epic Games because of Paragon, and it was just like Fortnite was a thing, but it wasn't it didn't it wasn't free. And them making Fortnite free is what took it. Them making the battle royale part at least for, was free. Like, wait a minute, I can go spend thirty bucks on PUBG, or I can get this for free, or you can do both because por qué no los dos? But um, <laughs> but no, like 
free battle royale killed it killed it so it's like you and it, i think the thing that made it even more a killer app is the fact that it's not just free on pc it's free on pc xbox one and ps4 and they just dropped mobile a few months ago so like they every platform that exists can play fortnite super smart. that's insane super that's insane smart. just the amount of people that are able to play that game because of that oh yeah love because it they can play on a potato and then <laughs> And that's a beautiful thing. But the problem is, like, if you're trying to stream it on a potato, <laughs> everybody in their mom is trying to stream it because it's a pop. But, uh, yeah, we've gone way far off the hobbies, but... Yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my hobbies are everywhere. Like, I, I like reading. I like gaming. I like spending time at home with my girl and the fam. So, like, it's just whatever's clever for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Really and you're obviously really passionate about gaming too, which yeah. you wouldn't be here if you weren't. So that's Touché. really great. Touché. But something that some people don't know about you, though, is that you're actually a U.S. Air Force veteran. Yes. Hey, very cool. So how do you feel that your history in the military has shaped you to be a better streamer? <laughs> uh, a lot of people, when they hear Air Force, they immediately say Chair Force. So, chair force. Right, because like every every service has their jokes that other services joke with them about, but I never experienced the chair force that everybody talks about. I was security forces. So I was a cop for the for the Air Force. And there was no such thing as the sick day. There was no such thing as a day off. If you had if you were sick and you didn't have a doctor's note, they would re, they would reposition people to make sure that you got a spot that you could sit and not like be horrible, but they needed a body in the seat. So like, all right, cool. All you got to do is look around. Cool. We'll put you behind a plane just to make sure that you can do your job, but uh, you can go to work. So there was no sick days. It was problematic. So that led into my Twitch career easily because I decided to challenge myself one day. Like, you know, let's do 30 days. It was after I met Cole Carnage, which is like, he's the epitome of like stream every day, right? Like, Mm -hmm. He's been streaming every day for like four, he did a four year challenge and it's like it's crazy like here That's I am crazy. I'm nearing three years so I can't say that I'm not crazy <laughs> but like four years like I was dating my girlfriend before I started streaming at all so like for her to still be around me is magical opinion but um it I've always had the the goal of work right like I grew up in Chicago so like working hard was always a part of the process but. Like the hustle was like, hey, the hustle is real. You got to be, you have to be doing something to do better. So for me, it's like that, that, that went and connected with streaming almost immediately. All right, cool. Let's try the 30 day challenge. If he can do it, I can do it. And then I got to 30 days. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do two months. That was easy. Let's do three months. And after three months, I can't remember if I went to straight to six months or to a year, but it was something like it was just gradual. It didn't immediately go to a and then after I started deciding on a year, I got to February and I was like, oh, shit, it's a leap year. So we adjust and do a 366-day challenge and not 365. And then after a year, it was so much of a habit that I just decided to keep streaming every day. So Yeah. And that's just like with any habit, too, is you start small and then you build on it. Because it's those little actions that you repeat every single day that grow into just this massively beneficial thing for you and your life. So I think that's a really good lesson to pull out of that is just like the way that habits 
develop. You don't just set a goal to stream for three years straight, right? Because what would happen if you did that? You'd be like, oh my God, I have so far to go. I'm never yep. going to make it. Yep. I'm never going to make it. But by changing the goals on the way, like yeah. once you once you reach a goal, if you don't have a secondary. So oh, like, you cut out. Hello. Uh, you oh, you're good now. Okay. Uh, once you reach a goal, if you don't have another goal to go to, mm-hmm. you're stagnant. So I've always, I was always raised like, if you're going to go and work in a company, you aim for the CEO position. You aim to be the person in charge company. So you don't just start and just expect, all right, cool, I'm going to live in the mailroom forever. This is going to be me. Like, no, you go in the mailroom, this is going to be my opening because most companies hire internally. So I need to be boning up. I need to be going to take classes so that I can be ready for when that position opens up the next tier up. I can say, hey, look, boss, I know. It's a thing. Here's my resume, just in case you start looking for a position, since I know that guy over there is soon. Here's my resume. I've been taking classes. I'm ready for this challenge. You always have to be ready for the next step up. And if you're not ready for the next step up, you're going to be left behind, and you're forever going to be stagnant. You're going to be where you are. So be ready to take the next challenge. Once you get to the 30 days, all right, cool. What are you? Are you just happy because you did 30 days? Challenge yourself even more. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the old school PlayStation. Slogan, challenge everything. Like, you got to challenge everything and keep getting better. And that's what I do. Exactly. I totally agree. I completely agree. (laughs) And so much of of Twitch and content creation is, like, reaching goals and looking for the next one. Because if you just stagnate out and you you get comfortable, you're going to lose everything at some point. Like, there are so many people that I've seen that have gotten to a certain point that have been like, okay, now I don't have to do anything and I can just do this thing and never innovate never try to get better never try anything ever again like they just go and that's that's it they're done Mm-mm. you always gotta so, be, you always have to be stepping your game up because yeah, exactly somebody's gonna come along and do exactly one piece or add mm-hmm. one thing and then do one thing differently and if you're not keeping in touch with your community like which is another huge thing you're gonna be on twitch and you're not building a community of people that enjoy each other's company what are you doing yeah exactly if you're not an esports celebrity you're not going to get the people that are tuning in just because very easily so you gotta step your game up and do something that works for you that fits you so yeah absolutely so as you said the the military just to go back to that it's all about like discipline and consistency and just holding yourself accountable which is huge whenever it comes to twitch but then just every aspect of your life eating healthy and exercising and all of that and you've been streaming for almost a thousand days straight which is huge that's insane so are there any strategies that you learned during your time in the service or even just through these 1000 days that have helped you stream consistently for this long i know like a lot of people struggle with consistency so how do we be consistent well, for me, part of it is the fact that I day job. Like, this is my job. Uh, I left my teaching position about a year and a half ago, almost it'd be two years in a little bit. And uh, if it wasn't for my girlfriend, I wouldn't be where I'm at because uh, there's no way I would be able to, even now, like, I couldn't sustain myself with just, like, let me pay all my rent alone. Like, you know, <laughs> that's not doable. But, but no, it's, um, it's, a, it's one step at a time kind of thing no matter what you do in in life you have to take it one step at a time like you can't just go from 
mailroom to CEO, but you can go from mailroom to manager of the you can go from manager of the mailroom to uh, account executive. You can go to account executive to lead account executive. So aim for your next goal. Make little goals for yourself. Once you reach those goals, you already have another goal in mind. So make five goals at most. And, and putting a time frame on that goal is a whole idea. So don't put a time frame on it because I can, I can tell you that from experience. I was like, yeah, I need to get like 15 followers in the next day and a half. And that would never happen. <laughs> oh, that never happens. So like you set yourself up for little things like, all right, cool. So once you get to 100 followers and do this thing. But I'm at 100 followers. I need to step it up. Cool. Let's go to 200 followers. Cool. Let's go to 500 followers. Cool. Let's go to 1,000 followers. It's all about the steps. Because right. just like has been pointed out in the chat, it's all about the journey. If you're not appreciating the journey, you're not appreciating, appreciating, appreciating what you do. And it's like my girlfriend was trying to tell me this forever ago. She was like, you need to be making VODs because somebody hosted you that had 100 people in chat and you blew up. I can guarantee you that is not going to be the same for you in a year if you keep this up. And she was right. And it's not a bad thing. It's just like, it's it's not that I don't appreciate the number of people that somebody brings to me because of course I appreciate the number of people that somebody brings to me. It's just that like the first time somebody hosts you for a ridiculous amount of people, it's just like what? And it's just like it's major. Mm-hmm. But as you start associating yourself with people, as you start learning and meeting people and finding out who has cool communities and you start intertwining yourself with these communities, not that it becomes normal, it just becomes like, sweet, you're awesome, thank you, and it's do- it doesn't affect you the same way it does the first time. It's almost like horrible things that people get addicted to. Like that first time, that first rush is untouchable compared, you're always aiming to match that rush, and it'll never happen. So it's it's a journey, and you learn more, and you experience more, you do more the entire time. It's just that that's just part of, that's a part of the journey. It's going to change. Be ready for it to change. Be ready to adapt to the changes. Right. It's Thank all you. about that mindset. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Which I think is is huge. Like you mentioned that you don't get to the next level just because you want it, I guess. Like you don't go from working in the mailroom to going to CEO. Like you have to take steps. And I think actually you brought up something that I've never thought about before, which is not putting time based um just not putting time yeah not putting a time restriction on your goals you can do that whenever it's something that you can control right whenever it's Mm -hmm. something like i'm just gonna not put this piece of bread in my mouth then that's fine but (laughs) getting (laughs) getting followers like is based on other people and them clicking a button it's not something that you have control over you can't physically force someone to do that so setting goals on twitch looks different than setting goals somewhere else and it's going to be a completely different anything because yeah hitting the follow button is free but nobody ever has to touch the follow button that is not a mandate to anybody so i feel like i'm a huge fan of earning the follow as Mm -hmm. a lot of people might call it but i've always called it earning the follow like give me five minutes of your time if you dig the content cool hit the follow button if not i completely understand nothing against you you may just not like me you may not like my haircut you may not like my glasses matter of fact if you don't like my glasses i got backups just in case because you never know like you might just dislike i don't like that look on him all right cool i got backup looks 
I'm serving looks all day, every day. It's what we do. We serve looks. But no, um, it's it's definitely a situation of you can't control somebody wanting to follow you. So don't try to control your content. That's all it comes down to. And a lot of people sleep on it. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and stream all day. And it's like, streaming is fucking work. It's, it's, it's still a job. I, right. I've dedicated myself to streaming because I enjoy entertaining people. But for somebody to think it's not work is incorrect. Know that what you're getting into is time. Like my girlfriend makes fun of me. Uh, not in a bad way, but it's like, she's like, you work 70 hours a week, but you stream 40. And it's like, it's e- it can easily be double the time you put into a stream because you have to put in effort. And I feel like consistency is such a huge part of that because when it comes to consistency, Think of, like, I I describe consistency as this. Think of your favorite TV show before Netflix or without Netflix. What time does your favorite TV show come on? 7 p.m. Right. So, (laughs) you know, if you know that favorite TV show comes on at 7 p.m. and you get to that TV station and it's, and the commercial break is ended and it's 7.03 and that it's a different TV show on or no TV show and it's just like blank air. What are you going to do? Change the channel. Mm-hmm. That's literally how Twitch works. Yep. You, if you go to somebody's streaming at seven o five and they're not there, or seven fifteen, and they're supposed to be on at seven o'clock, and somebody's literally blocked out time to watch your content, they may leave your stream up, but they may open another tab and find somebody else. That's not a bad thing. That's just how we've been programmed as a society. Like. 15 seconds to load a web page. Fuck this website. I'm out. Google. Like, and you will find another web page for whatever content you were trying to go get. So consistency is key because you want to make sure that when your audience loads up your page, you're there. So if you're if you're somebody's paper TV show and you're not there at seven o'clock, they're gonna find somebody else to watch. And that's not a bad thing. That's just that's why consistency is important. Right. And I feel like every person that either is full-time or at least partnered on Twitch has such a deep understanding and respect for that rule. And a lot of people that aren't really to that point yet try to break that rule or find a way around it, right? But whenever it comes down to it, like, it's just absolutely necessary to be as consistent as you possibly can. And it's not something that, like, maybe some people can be consistent just coming out of the womb. They're they're just good and, and consistent with everything. But a lot of people, consistency is a skill that you have to develop. And hearing stuff like this where you have influential people telling you, like, hey, consistency is important. Maybe you should do this makes you take it more seriously. So it's really awesome that... You're, you're able to just tell people how important that is. So my next question. It's, okay. Yeah, it's crucial, right? It's crucial. I really believe, like, if you're not going to be consistent on Twitch, if you just can't, like, there's... It's so it's so hard to grow a stream without it. Like, there are some, some oh, yeah. things that you can do and be inconsistent and still make it work. But if you really want to see that growth where you see like returning people every single day and then you're growing people on top of that, like the consistency aspect is one of the biggest things that you could possibly learn. A uh, schedule is such an important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You schedule, you're missing out on so much. Yep. But you were saying you were going to go to a different thing. 
Yes. So I've heard after you hit 1,000 consecutive streams, you won't be streaming daily anymore. So no. I want to I pick your brain about this. Like, why did you make this decision? Because streaming daily has made your channel grow a lot. So do you have some reservations about this? Are you kind of nervous about it? I'm nervous about it because it's a habit. Literally, it is a habit for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I get to... 8 o'clock p.m. Like, if I'm at an event and it's 8 p.m. and I'm just like, hmm, I like this. Like, I'm just like, I haven't streamed yet. I haven't streamed. Even if I'm hosting an event and it's like, okay, I haven't streamed yet. Well, how soon can I get back to the room? Can I get to the room before I get uh, beyond, before I get close to midnight? Can I make sure I get it on before midnight? If so, cool. How soon can I get it? Like, then I go into calculations on how to get it situated. So it's going to be weird because I haven't had a day off in 953 days. So, yeah. Actually, today will be day 954 straight days. So, just 954 days of not having a day off. Not having the ability to wake up with my girlfriend, have fun, and go to sleep with my girlfriend without a stream in there somewhere. There's That's 954 days of not being able to take a vacation because I've dedicated myself to streaming every day. So, we can't just like, you know, let's go to Italy for a few days because I stream every day. So that's not only me setting myself up for such hard work. That's me uh, having a girlfriend that uh, I am honored to have. She's ridiculously supportive and I'm immensely grateful for everything about her because at the end of the day, like, I don't even know why she likes me. I but um, <clears throat> I'm just a dude who likes to play video games, right? So like, she's a fucking beast so for me like it's that's me holding her back that's me not being able to spend as much time with her as we both would like that's not just me it's both of us and she we were dating before i started streaming so that's both of our lives being affected by me streaming every day and part of it the reason i started streaming every day was like all right if i'm gonna grow i'm gonna have to do this on a daily basis so let's get it in and if Co-Carnage can do it for four years and be at it, still be growing, then I can do it too. And I didn't want to go for four years, but at the same time, it's like, it's a lot of days straight. It's a lot of work. So I got to be fair to myself and to my girlfriend because vacations are nice. You, you know how we've gone on a cruise before I started streaming every day. When I was streaming, it was like, see you all Monday. And then we went on a cruise. So like the day I hit a thousand, depending on the day of the week, it may not be... The first day may not be that exact day, but like the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday following are going to be a three day week. It's going to be a three day weekend. It's like, hey, fuck. So if it's on a Monday, then I'll stream daily up until Thursday. Friday and Saturday, Sunday, y'all not going to see me though. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be on Twitch. We are out. We're going to go leave. We're going to leave the area, do a thing, and I'm going to be focused on actually giving her being worried about. Right, I've had a stream today. I haven't streamed yet. So as much as I would love to go dancing, if we go dancing, I might get a little too tipsy be able to stream. So I'll go back and stream real quick. And then by the time I get done streaming, we're both tired and it's like <laughs> nah, we are just not gonna go. And that's that's unfair to her. So no. Nah. That's an incredible sacrifice. Incredible uh, sacrifice. Like and that's why I'm honored to have her in my life because yeah, 
And nobody, having that nobody. normalcy before too, like that normalcy before where she knew you before you were streaming, you guys got to spend an entire day together whenever you want. And then that transition into streaming and now she's like loving on you in the chat. She's like, he's seriously the most modest person you could ever meet. He's so amazing. Like that's, that's incredible. He's amazing. Like, I don't, I'm, again, I said it before. I don't even know why she likes me. I ain't shit. But, um, <laughs> But no, I was like, I had a couple questions that I see that are fairly important to this. How do you do the traveling and events? I got a laptop right here. Uh, I've had a, originally I had Pro 2012. And it was a trash MacBook because the only things that I could really play were like Stardew Valley and Starbound because those are like side-scrolling 8-bit games. Like streaming from that laptop is a problem, even if you've installed Windows because an old video card can't play anything and stream it at the same time. And I literally have been taking a laptop with me to every event I've gone to since I started the challenge. So PAX East, we were just at PAX East. I took my laptop, and if I didn't stream on the show floor, I streamed from the hotel room. Uh, I was just doing hosting with uh, First Robotics, which was an amazing opportunity because I didn't know that there are kids building robots as a part of after-school education, and they're doing amazing robots. Like, how? What? gimme obviously that's amazing so i got to host that but those like the championships were like 12 hour days and i would still go back to the room and stream for an hour or two every night because i've made a i've made a decision to stream every day i've gone to germany twice i've gone to london i've gone to ridiculous amounts of traveling within the states since i started this challenge and having a laptop is a crucial part of that like going to germany the time difference is nearly 12 hours as it is so i would get done with being i would actually get home from working and then like stream and it'd be like nine in the morning at home but the stream happened and before i left i would stream from the airport like snacking like social eating since they, they added that category it's like all right cool good like <laughs> but um that's that's how i would keep it up and um so it says the fact you work more than you stream what are what things do you do outside of streaming for twitch uh, so of, much ridiculous amounts of things like yeah uh, as so a full-time as a full-time broadcaster i need to know what games are popular on twitch do those games fit into the things that i like do those things do those games fit into the community that i've built if not how would they because uh yes i stream primarily space and sci-fi but i also enjoy just about every game that you can mention right like i'm trash at league i'm trash at dota I still like what like them for what they are, but I will not stream them because I'm trash at League and I'm trash at Dota. I don't want people to just come in and be like, hey, my dude, uh, nah, you should just never play this again. But games like Escape from Tarkov, I'm former military. My job was security forces and I was trained in ground-based defense. So for me, that game is the closest that I can get to like a simulation of the things that I would do. Military. So that was huge. So, like, finding a game that fits into my community is important. So, I always will be watching games on Twitch. Uh, I, like, a lot of people may clown me for it, but I like to consider, all right, if I were to play this game, what position would I be on Twitch? And that's also very crucial if you're trying to grow. Because if you're playing a game uh, like Fortnite right now, if I open up Fortnite in this in my browser and I zoom out a little bit because it's, it's, like, half the screen. So if I go into four people side by side in Fortnite to see how many people there are, I know my average of people and it would take me, I've been scrolling the whole time I've been talking about four people wide. It would take me 
maybe three or four different loads on the page. Let me count the amount of let's see, 16, 20, 24, 28, 2, 26, 40, 52. It would take me to get over 80. Like the number that I would expect on the best day would take me there. There's 80 plus people. There would be 80 plus people above me in Fortnite. That's ridiculous. And I love Fortnite. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I, there are days where I'll say, you know, it's screw growth. I'm gonna play a game I want to play. But if I intend on growing and if I want to go into growth, if I want to go in with the intent of trying to maybe get one follower or two, setting myself up for success is key so i need to see what games are being played do i like the kind of games they are and if so what position would i be if the top three people went offline would i still be above the fold and when i say above the fold uh right now i've got half my screen dedicated to a twitch tab and i'm looking at pillars of eternity 2 deadfire which is a game i'm going to be playing soon um that's another game where all right cool if the top five people went off would i be anywhere near the top that's a question i have to ask myself because this is my job. Like, if I'm not doing research for work, then what am I doing in my spare time? You have to be researching. You have to consider the things that you're doing. And yes, I still do my theme days. Uh, Epic Lala Girl brings up the valid point. Theme days are huge. Uh, free to play Friday for me. I like alliteration. So free to play Friday was a thing. Um, Tactical Tuesdays were a thing. So we would play games like Escape from Tarkov or... Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, and I would also do Terrestrial Tuesdays or Extraterrestrial Tuesdays and play space games. So it depends on the situation, but like it, it also depends on different factors. So like the game that I want to play that I'm decent at, and I don't want to play a game I'm trash at, unless I want to get clowned all day. So those are heavy factors in what I play. So I need to be paying attention to that. Also, social media is a huge thing. So I need to be paying attention to what's popular on Twitter, what's popular on Instagram, what are people doing to grow on Twitter. Because the more audience that I have on Instagram, the more I post on those platforms, the more likely I am to have people come and visit the stream after they check out my content. So all of the things that factor into what I do are important. So I need to be learning what these things are. And if I'm not paying attention to what's trending and what people are using to get to get eyes on their work, then I'm failing at that. So there's a lot of things that I do outside of the stream. Like a, yeah, there's a lot. And, and, and not, that was just five minutes of just discussing like I know. two aspects <laughs> of the things. There's not even, there's even like ridiculous amounts of emails. So like admin work. So I don't know if you do that or if Lala helps you out, but it's, it's crazy. Like you got to be reaching out to companies. You got to be reaching out to other creators. You have to be like, there's so much more. There's editing and maybe creating a podcast what if you want to like make something new like you have to always stay on top of it and that kind of creates some unease in people because you're basically constantly fighting to stay relevant and to bring home a paycheck it's so much easier in my opinion to go to a nine to five and just do your job and collect a paycheck than it is to try and make streaming your full-time job because you have to fight to stay constantly relevant all the time there could be somebody new that comes in or somebody that tries something different and just explodes and suddenly you're knocked off the map like you're dead nobody wants to watch you anymore <laughs> and that's the thing that like i try to 
have a thing where I try to like as far as growth, I try to remember that I want to I want to change people's opinions about what they expect in my stream to where they'll follow me playing a game that is dumb. Like there's plenty of people like I'm sure you've seen there's plenty of games that you play that you know that you know you won't see at least this one specific person unless you play this one specific game. My goal is to change people's opinions from being all right cool DJ's playing this to okay cool DJ's DJ's playing a new thing. All right, let me see what this thing is about. I like DJ. I want to convert them from being a game focus to a DJ focus. And that seems like it's disrespectful like to some people. Like I, I imagine people could see that as disrespectful. It's like oh what if I just like this one game? It's like, I'm completely understandable. I'm not trying to knock that. There's plenty of people who won't watch me unless I'm playing Elite Danger, which is the game I'll stream more than any other game I'll stream on Twitch. I know this. I know that I have a, a ridiculous amount of people who I will, never, I will never see unless I'm playing Elite. But there's people who are in your chat right now who started watching me when I started playing Elite and have decided, all right, cool, DJ's cool enough that I want to see what he plays. I want to see how he handles this other game. I know about this other game. This is my favorite game. I want to see how DJ handles it. So that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to go from just having somebody come to my stream because I'm playing Elite or because I'm playing Dreadnought or I'm playing Warframe to say, okay, DJ's live. Let's go see what DJ's up to. So there's a lot of different factors into all of A lot of different factors. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep all of these in mind when it comes into growth, when it comes into what I play, when it comes into what I'm doing off stream, when it comes into how I'm going, what am I going to play next time? So, like, all of these things matter. Yeah. All of them absolutely there's so much that you have to do behind the scenes as a streamer like it's just to sum up everything that you've said is you can stream 40 hours a week and work total like 70 or 80 hours a week easily because of just mm -hmm. how much planning and stuff it takes which is awesome and i think we should probably talk about balance whenever it comes to that like how should streamers <laughs> balance their lives so that they can actually grow their communities and continue to serve them, but also have a life too. Don't do thousand days consecutively because it <laughs> will ruin your balance. Is that not um, something you would recommend since you've done it already? Uh, I've done it and I did it in the beginning. It was a selfish, like, all right, cool. We do this to grow, find more people. But it was also if I'm consistently on at this time, people know that they can come and see me. That's a huge thing. And now my schedule is scattered. So where uh, Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, I'm on from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I start at noon. Oh, my, actually, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and Saturdays, I start at noon. But that kind of that was born because I started to get a lot more people who are in the EU. And in the EU, their hours are six hours ahead of us. So if I start at 8 p.m., I'm getting people that they wouldn't see me because it's 2 a.m., there it's like all right man i would love to come and hang out but i'm i gotta go to sleep my dude so i maybe see you in the morning but i had more time in the evening sorry my dude but me starting at noon helps people who are working during the day who are lurking during the stream and then i also get the people who they just got off work in the eu because i'm trying to keep in mind for all, like all the different people who watch the stream and all their different art so balance is huge like that all by doing that and getting off at 8 p.m uh it's lame because it's I'm ending at 8 p.m., but I also wanted to balance the half sure I hit my 40 hours a week. And I don't want to be on at 9 in the morning because that means I got to get up at 6 in the morning. And then, like, who's on at 9 in the morning? Who's available to watch a stream at 9 in the morning? People are just getting to work at 9 in the morning. <laughs> like, that, that, they don't immediately open Twitch. 
but I still also wanted to make sure I kept in touch with the audience that I started by by going with APM. So going to APM still touches the original audience that I touched because those are the people who would be there at APM anyways when I'm getting ready. And then having 7 to 11 on my alternate days still gives me the chance to spend the day with the family. So it's my balance is non-existent. It's really weird because I have such a weird schedule. I try to balance it to where I fit as much time as possible for the family, but streaming every day cuts into that. So, yes, I could recommend it. If you want to do the daily challenge, by all means, I'm not going to stop you from doing a daily challenge, but I will say that if you want a proper work-life balance, like it's probably not a good idea. So I'm actually looking... I love the fact that I can stream every day, but at the same time, I would also love the idea that I could wake up with my girl and then we could just spend a day together somewhere different and not have to worry about streaming that day. That's a huge frustration. Right. How important do you feel it is to actually have days where you're just completely off of stream? It's extremely important. It's a That's part of the reason why I like the getting off at 8 p.m. and then not starting again until 7 p.m. the next day. Like, for instance, tonight I stream at 7 p.m. and I'll get off at 11 p.m. and then I'll start again at noon. So it's like a 12, 13-hour difference. But then at the end of that, eight, at the end of that stream, it's going to be an eight-hour stream. It's almost 24 hours. You need decompression time. You need it. You need to be able to just sit back and just... <sighs> and if you can't do that, you're shorting yourself. You're shorting the people that you spend your most time with. Like, I am weird in that I have a very strong work ethic, so I can work for a ridiculous amount of time, but at the same time, I don't want to... And then just decide, fuck streaming, I'm done. Like, I don't want to get to that. So to get to that, to not get to that point, I'm going to have to give myself days off. And after I got to like 900, it's like, well, after, after, I, after I break 750, it's like, all right, you know, get to 1,000. And even now, it's just like, all right, cool. When we get to 1,000, I love the idea to go on vacation. It's just like, but it's forever going to be an issue because as a Twitch broadcaster, if you are not seen, people have no option to have no ability to find you. So that's why people get into Twitch and they burn out real quick. So they're like, wait a minute, I need to be on all the time. I need to be on 12 hours a day, not on all the money that I'm missing. And it's like, it's not about the money, money. It's about getting a healthy community. You can get, you can get a healthy community streaming in four hours at a time. It's just that I have always had this 40 hour mentality. So if I don't get the 40 hour mentality, if I don't get my 40 hours and I feel like I'm failing my community since I went to full-time streaming, I feel like full-time streaming is full-time working. If I'm not working full-time, I'm failing my community. I'm failing the people who, uh, somebody pointed out in the chat earlier, like people have a bad day. They want to decompress. And if they decompress by me blowing people up, playing Far Cry, then damn it, here you go. Have some fun. But, <laughs> but you, have, you have to have time to just be down. You have time to be off. There's times where I've woken, I've, I've awakened from sleep thinking that, oh shit, I'm live right now. I'm in my drawers. How did I do this? Like, <laughs> there are, I've literally thinking that I was live because I was, I had to have been dreaming about being live, but then I'm, I don't have a shirt on. Shit. Like, that's not normal. Wow. So it, that, that's some of the things that people don't see because I don't talk about it a lot, but. 
I'll, I'll wake up like that and be like, oh, shit. Oh. <sighs> I'm not alive. Let me go get something to drink. Let me go get some coffee and be ready. But it's these are things that I wouldn't have to worry about if I had more time off. If I could decompress more and I could talk to my girlfriend about it more and get off my chest the things that are frustrating me more. But now it's just like I'm working. I'm going to work. Most of the times, like we, we've been, a lot of people know what's up. When you've learned to ignore the frustrations of life because you got to work and do the things that you're doing, you don't think much about the things that frustrate you until they frustrate you. Yeah. And that's part of life. So it's like, all right, cool. Fuck. <sighs> Yeah, that's, I mean, I, whenever I was full-time, I definitely remember having days where I would wake up and I would be thinking about my stream and then I'd stream and I'd get off stream and be thinking about more ideas for my stream. So it's literally thinking about your stream all day, dreaming about your stream, waking up thinking about your stream. But I've never been to that point where I've been like, oh no, am I still live? Yeah. That is, that must, must be really not fun i i would not enjoy like waking up and freaking out about that i mean i've i'm i've been overseas in the military walking around with a gun so like waking up thinking i'm live is small on my personal like that's true series of things so like in in comparison like i wake up and it's like oh shit but like it's like eh, we good that's a really good perspective yeah it's like i'm fine respect right so perspective is is key right like i was in the military for 9-11 Oh just, just to give you the perspective of when I was in the military. So, wait a minute. I'm live right now versus, like, getting a phone call from family saying, hey, man, um, turn on the news. Are you okay? And it's like, what what channel? Somebody who, in my head, awaking, like, waking up, like, what channel? And it's like, it doesn't matter. When somebody's multiple states away and they call you and they tell you it doesn't matter what's on the news, something has happened. So, Waking up and say, "Oh shit, am I alive?" No, cold. That is, that is fucking gravy. In comparison. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's beautiful. It could be on fire. I'll be the dog in the comics. This is fine. Oh, oh, no. Uh, but no, have like, there been? Go ahead. Have there been like any times during your actual just a thousand day path where you've struggled with burnout or felt like you're on the edge of burnout? Yes. Multiple yeah, times. how do you, how do you get through that and, and push um, yourself through to keep going even though you feel like you're burning out? End early. I generally try not to end early because just like we mentioned earlier, like for every streamer, every person who streams on Twitch and it considers it a thing that they do and are even remotely considered about the income value of it is how long do I need to be on to bring in what I can get in. And it's like, obviously it's always going to be up in the air because nobody has to sub to anybody. And that's why I want to, that's why I end in credits of thanking people who followed, cheered, tipped, sub, resub. I feel like if you're not thanking the people who help you do this on a daily basis, you're failing. So at least for myself, like I, so I, I was originally using a credits uh, plugin. It's not even a plugin. It was an HTML and uh, script uh, page that was made by El Dirty Squirrel. Uh, and I would put follows, cheers, tips, sub, resub, top sub of the month or top tip of the month, stuff like that. And uh, I feel like I end I end on that every day because I want appreciation because nobody has to do anything for all intents and purposes. If all we got was ad income and that's if that's what you could expect from streaming was ad income, cool. But like so many people are just like, oh, I can make all the money. And it's like, you can't make all the money unless somebody decides that your content is worth giving you money. Right. So 
You have to appeal to the people that want to give right. a ton of money to people. <laughs> right. And even then, like, that's why um I also have more than one so income. Like, I'll always have Amazon extensions or Amazon URLs because I'm an Amazon affiliate or an associate. I, I could live at least Amazon. I'm a humble partner, so like I put my links in the chat. So if you wanted to get a game and you want to support the stream and you want to say like spend the same amount you would anyway and still support the stream, cool. There you go. And that's not me trying to be greedy. That's just like if you don't have the money to sub or you don't have Amazon Prime, but you have enough money to get a game, you can get the game and still show some support to the stream without having to do anything extra. And that's why I do it because I know some people can do. A sub. They, some people can sub. Some people can't. Some people only get birthday money. And the birthday money they get is the only money they're going to have for six months. So if they get a game, they want a game that lasts them a long period of time. And if I can give them a link for that game that helps them get that game, especially if it's at a discount, and if they don't have to spend any extra money and it still supports the stream, they would love to do that. So you have to consider everything, every aspect of it, every reason that you would have for not giving a thing money. That's literally the reasons that people have to not give a Twitch broadcaster money. So make it easy where they don't have to give you money directly. If you can support the stream by playing a game or buying a game, everybody wins. And eh, I think um, that's just that's just a heavy part of it. Yeah. What other sources of, of income do you have? Um. Mostly affiliate stuff like that and uh, hosting as well. But hosting, uh, I am, I have my look. The first event was my first, first hosting opportunity. So I can't guarantee that that's always going to happen. Although the community has been immensely receptive and I'm super appreciative that people seem to love the content that I got to work with producing. Uh, but still, it's, 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 most, it's a situation where you can't guarantee anything. So you have to be ready to not. And I've been streaming for full time for nearly a year, for nearly two years, without having to consider other means of income. So I can't guarantee that that's going to be there. So I still have to consider that it's primarily Twitch and like Humble and Amazon. So it's a lot of stuff that has to go into it. Yeah, I just try, I just try to make sure it's all balanced out. It's really good to diversify that income if you're trying to make money online and something that's just unstable like Twitch where your income literally depends on you being there. There's no passive side to it, right? Like mm -hmm. there's no, you can't just make something on Twitch and then people continuously pay you for that. That's why just showing up and being consistent is so important, having that discipline. And then there are other opportunities too to make content online that would create a more passive income for you, which is definitely something that's smart to do if you want to make yeah. streaming full-time. Like, unfortunately, the numbers aspect of it is super important. If you're going to go full-time, you have to be able to pay your bills. And I'm a person that believes like a desire for wealth isn't greed. It doesn't mean that you're trying to like hog all this money for yourself. It just means that you want to improve your life and have a better life and impact the world. So I think that that's awesome. Uh, aside yeah. from just your your massive consistency um, and your obvious care for your community because you help them support your channel through so many different means. What do you think it is about you that brings people to your channel? I'm a clown for one. I make all the <laughs> jokes possible. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that if you're not to the fullest. So I try to make as many jokes as humanly possible. I have a soundboard. Uh, in my stream deck that plays a bunch of different randomness that 
I'm here for because I like laughing. So I try to put, to put out as much content that involves laughter as well. Uh, also, positivity. I'm a huge fan of optimism. All kinds of optimism because I woke up today. To me, that's reason enough to celebrate. And I know it might be morbid, but uh, again, when, you, when you're in the military and you are serving during 9-11, and you have friends who didn't wake up and who didn't come home, then it becomes very easy to acknowledge, oh, I woke up, I have a roof over my head, I have food to eat. It's a good day. So I don't I don't really have time for trolls, like negative trolls in that aspect. Uh, so I will troll the shit out of any trollers that come into my stream. Like somebody, like one of my favorite things for people to do that gives me the chance to respond to them is they come in the stream and they're like, play the game. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? Now you do know this is my house. Oh, if that's if that's how it is, cool. Let me go look up. Play the game. What comes up? Hmm. We get some lyrics. Uh, open your mind and let me step inside. Rest your weary head and let your heart decide. Like I, I would literally do something like that because it's my house. Like you're not gonna tell me what to do in my house. <laughs> this right. is my this is my domain. Like because you watching somebody do a thing like we're gonna we have conversations that's a part of the stream side sidetrack conversations are a part of the community so i'm gonna have times where i sit and talk to people for 15 minutes and if you don't like it there's a big x in the top right of your browser window you can click and then go somewhere else because if you're not here to learn about each other then you're missing so that's part of life but uh i'm a, I'm a huge fan of positivity like life is too short to not appreciate everything you have so i try to make sure to spread that to my community because somebody's having a bad day then damn it give them some good vibes like let them know that it's going to be better like if you don't put hearts in the chat and show them some love you're wrong so that sort of thing is huge to me because that's the kind of environment that I it's no sense it doesn't do any good it brings everybody else down when people are just like, oh, this is bullshit. It's like, if it's bullshit, then get out. Like, go somewhere where you can get that off your chest and just be all negative. But I don't have time for that. Like, I understand that it's negative, but I'll tell you the awesomeness about it. Look on the bright side. Yeah, that's bullshit, but you're not in that situation anymore, are you? And that's where my head goes. Exactly. Like, I, nine times out of the ten, I will say on the bright side. Epic wants to drop kick me in the chest about it many a time because... It'll be over something stupid. Like I had a I had a bad time at work. Well, on the bright side, you're at home now. And she's just like, shut up. <laughs> 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 but no, I was like, I'm I'm a huge fan of knowing and feeling that it can be better. And if it's not better, give it time. Make yeah. it better. How do you make it better? What do you do to change it to make the situation better than what it is right now? If you can figure it out, do it. For me, that's that's a part of life. So I feel like a lot of people will uh, hang around, hang out on the stream because of it. It's so heavy. Ah, I love it. It's so heavy. That's fantastic. Let's uh, switch over to something that's a little less heavy right before we jump into the Q&A, which is what are you excited for in the future of your career on Twitch? Having as much fun as possible. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm excited about that I won't experience for months uh, is Red Dead 2. Uh, Red Dead Revolver is one of my favorite games. 
in the history of games. Like it's a Western and not many games have explored Westerns. Now we add in the, the, the current climate of television and then add Westworld into the mix. So I get the feeling a lot more people are going to be interested in this game now that we've got Westerns being more common and people are being like, like learning more about what's going on. Even though like there's a sci-fi twist to it, still it's Western. So it's like, all right, cool. Let's get back into this universe that I've been dying to see more of since it happened like way the hell back. Like, gimme. So I'm amped for that. Um, I'm also amped to see where Twitch goes. Uh, Twitch is, Twitch now has heavy competition. And a lot of people don't consider it competition, but you can't not consider it competition. Mixer is an amazing platform. Uh, Facebook gaming is a heavy platform as well. Facebook has touched like what? half the planet at this point are on Facebook or have touched yeah. Facebook at some point. So that's you can't sleep on a company that massive getting into streaming. So Twitch, I look like I look forward to seeing the things that Twitch are doing to expand and to meet this competition. Right. Because if you think about it, uh the which people have been talking about lately. I've been in a low latency beta and Seeing people's responses when they're like, wait a minute, you just. It's it's nice to see that two seconds and then somebody's like, holy fuck, that was what? Ten seconds is a long time and you don't think about it until you're in a situation where you're not seeing ten seconds of communication. When you see two seconds, it's like, what? So it's if they can push that and implement that for everybody, that's going to be huge. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing the things they do to change up, to see uh, where they go after like letting go of the people that were open Twitch Studios, because Twitch Studios did a lot of amazing things. Uh, I was a part of the Twitch hosting and interview workshop that they had in the second one, and I don't even know, like, I'm worried that they may not have another one because they just got rid of half the team that made that happen. So it's it's a curious time to see where Twitch goes, because Twitch is doing a lot of cool things, and I'm looking. To, I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to respond to all the competition that they're getting. And there's other platforms. I want to say like Hero.TV that's made by the SOS devs. They're starting like to do something with streaming. So like, there's a lot of stuff going on that it's intriguing to see whether or not Twitch is going to respond to it or whether they're going to ignore it. Uh, how is it going to change, and how is it going to grow? Uh, I'm actually still like. I've just started to see where you order packages on Amazon Prime and they have the Twitch. Like, yeah, they have the sticker on there. The Twitch URL in there. Do you have Amazon Prime? No, go check it out here. And it's like, okay, we're actually doing things. It's crazy. Right. So there's a. And live streaming is honestly like a piece of everyone's content strategy now. Like every single person that makes content online that takes it seriously, whether they're an online entrepreneur or they're a Twitch streamer or they're on YouTube, like, everyone is putting streaming into their content strategy in some yep. way that's yep. crazy it is it's not going think anywhere about, think about how many massive youtubers like massive youtubers that youtube literally mm-hmm. just shot themselves in the foot by like demonetizing and it's like wait a minute you mean to tell me that people that have millions of subs on your platform could be removed from monetization like really so twitch 
has it built in. Like, all right, if you have a decent amount of following on a different platform, we got you. You can be partnered from Jump. And then these people can come over to Twitch, have a video. And if, if their videos are getting watched like that while you're live, the, glit, the pop-up still happens. Hey, you know, they're live on Twitch. So, like, they can get a ton of people to come see them on a new platform that they have the opportunity to expand their income capability, which lets them continue to work for themselves. And when you start working for yourself, it's such an, uh, an eye-opening experience that you just don't want to work yeah. for anybody else ever again. So it's right. like, <laughs> yeah, totally. so, like, so wait a minute, I can keep doing what I do, just like do live? Yeah, let's change it up. Let's fix it. So that gets more people into the stream. And yeah, Mixer has the same thing, but Twitch has the user base right now. And Mixer's growing because Mixer is literally installed yeah. on the Xbox One. Mixer is integrated for all intents and purposes into every Windows PC, in which Windows is the the, uh, the by far largest PC manufacturer in existence right now, as far as like having an install base. So, if you're on Mixer, I've heard that you can get notifications on your Windows notification through Windows, through Windows. <laughs> you got to install the Twitch app for that on Twitch. You mean to tell me that Windows will let me know like when somebody that's beast. So how yeah. is Twitch gonna how is Twitch gonna respond to that? And I feel like the way they respond to that is going to affect broadcasters in general. And as a Twitch partner, I need to be in the know of this. Like these are things that I need to keep in mind. Just like we were talking about the the freaking thirty extra hours a week of knowing what's going on just for my stream. Like that's my platform. I've decided that Twitch is the platform that I want to work with. So I need to know the moves they're making. And whether or not that's going to affect my content strategy. Yeah, and YouTube is rolling out their new sponsorships button, is what they're calling it. It's a four ninety nine subscription button, just like Twitch subs, just like Twitch subs. But you can do it for YouTubers. It's going to appear right next to the subscribe button below, it like so videos long. and everything. It's crazy. How did it I know? So how long? did it take so how? long? Right? Which has like, been massive for so long. Like, I know. How? Wow. It's Drake, man. How? Why is it? It took Drake for people to take this platform seriously. It's ridiculous. There's so many other it's celebrities ridiculous. that stream on Twitch too. Like, come on, come on. When Rampage Jackson is on Twitch with a sizable following, if mm-hmm. UFC fighters are on Twitch, like, come on, son, we'll fix it. Google y'all make <laughs> y'all make all the money anyways. Y'all already know what people are doing with their phones because they control Android, so they already know where people are putting their time in. And Android has allowed it to where, or they've gone into some sort of agreement with Twitch to where they will allow a lot of, uh, like, the ability to sub on mobile is not on iOS, but it is on Android. So, like, I imagine that Twitch got some sort of, like, deal with them, like, where they don't lose 30% of that. So, because, <laughs> so, yeah. like, 30% is the, the platform standard no matter where you go. So, yeah. But, um, but no, it's, it's intriguing that they took so long, but it's also intriguing to see where that ha- where that goes because that could be them seeing that they they've already lost a bunch of massive YouTubers to start streaming on Twitch. So they're trying to keep them live on YouTube, which it's also like, wait a minute, you've been seeing people get lost. You've known that Twitch Prime or the Twitch subs are a thing for years, and you've watched your YouTubers leave. What well, took you so long to implement subs on? on youtube though like why right it takes so long like you should have known better you had to expect this to happen so what you're doing be big what you're doing so uh, youtube takes so curious. long to roll anything out it's crazy considering it's the oldest platform 
that's the thing that gets me. It's like it's one of the oldest platforms you can use for video watching. So mm-hmm. it has to be a situation of like they got to be able to get in and like, all right, we've got so many people that are used to this. If we change it too much, they'll leave. So yeah. um, there's just a lot of stuff going on with it. Definitely. All right, let's open this up to Q&A. If you guys have any questions for DJ, feel free to throw them on out there. I'm so excited for the YouTube, what is it? They call it like sponsorships button, which they just, their their names for things <laughs> are so wrong. Like subscription, sponsorship, What what is, oh, super chats is the thing that they have when you go live on YouTube and people tip you during your live stream. Like, mm-hmm. It's so weird. They're comfortable and starting to feel the heat. Does YouTube get 50%? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Every platform that can keep as much money as possible, they're going to keep as much money as possible. Don't even question that. Pancakes or waffles? Yes. The number one question we always get, pancakes or waffles, every single time. Yes, there's no. Dude, yes, all all of the above. I, would you, I haven't eaten yet. I'm so hungry. Oh my! Why God. would you not give me both? <laughs> now I'm disappointed because you mean to tell me I have to choose between pancakes and waffles. How about you just give me a plate with pancakes, one big waffle, and then you give me some scrambled eggs and bacon that I can have as a plate in between the two, and then I just have the best of both. Everybody. Yeah. Knows. We'll we'll yeah we'll do get out. We'll do pancakes and we'll do a pancake and a waffle off it at TwitchCon. <laughs> Do you have any inspirations for when you started out streaming? Like how? Uh, any streamers that inspired you? Um, that you really like to watch? Tally was one of my first people that I watched okay. on Twitch. Like, I was up to Tally for years. I, like, I had to break a lot of my subs when I because I had to. I had a job where I was teaching. I was making decent money. Then I went from like I went to the streaming money, and I was like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I couldn't keep on. <laughs> But um, Tally was a huge uh, inspiration. When I went to the first TwitchCon, he was there. I got to shake his hand and say, hey, man, thank you for doing what you do. And it's awesome that now I can see him. He's like, DJ, what's up, man? And it's just like, how? Like, in my Aww. head, it still doesn't, it doesn't equate still. It's like, wait a minute, my dude. Like, you were part of the reason I got in the streaming. Uh, Lyric was also part of the reason I got in the streaming. Uh, after I got into streaming and got to meet them at TwitchCon, Co Carnage and Nello Heim were pretty beast uh, as far as uh, inspirations. And Co is still an inspiration. That dude, him and his wife just had a baby and he still streams every day. Like, I know. dude, how? How? It's crazy. I think my inspirations were. I honestly, I've been trying to remember this girl's name for so long, but she spoke Spanish, but she always streamed in English, and I just remember her streaming, like, I don't even know what it was, because this was 2013, so, like, way... or 2012. So, a while ago. And I can't remember her name, but I saw her, and I saw, like, Casey Tron, because back whenever I joined the platform, there weren't that many women streaming. Like, whenever I was streaming Dota 2, there was probably two people. It was me, Kat, and, um, what's her name? Oh my god, I forgot. Oh no, I'm so mean. But the amount of women that have started streaming on Twitch since 2013 is insane. It's definitely exploded a lot. Like, And then once I found um, Kitty Plays, I really liked her a lot. And I found her, I think she had like 30,000 followers or something in mm-hmm. 2014. So 
I like to watch her. Um, there have been a lot of people that have just been inspirational for me along the way. Nice. Inspiration is always, always a good thing. Yeah. Because that's what changes it. Uh, are you talking Ooh, about so many good questions. Your ways to occupy your time to benefit your channel. Would you consider sitting through a podcast like this beneficial and a part of that research? Ooh, Definitely. I like that. Definitely. Because think of it this way. Putting me if, on the spot there. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but think of it this way, right? If you're a freshman and you're going into like freshman in college and you're going into an interview with a professor and a senior about college life. How much would you learn from somebody who's already done four years of the thing that you're about to look into doing or that you're doing now? How much could you learn if that professor who already knows the things that students are going to learn, asking a student who's on the, the outgoing end of things about to go into the world of like outside of the current world that they live in, like, all right, cool. What would you recommend to somebody who just started? What would you recommend for somebody who does this? What would you recommend for somebody who does this? So obviously this something like this is beautiful because like I'm not the biggest streamer. I'm not even gonna act like I am, but I've been streaming regularly for over three years. So I got to see I was a part of Twitch before Twitch Prime happened. I was a part of Twitch before affiliates happened. And I was partnered before affiliates happened. I was partnered before Twitch Prime happened. So like the current status of Twitch is different than it was when I started, but I've been I've been at it long enough that the things that helped me I feel like are still applicable for people that are starting now. And that actually leads into the next question. Do you think there's room for new streamers or is it too late for anyone to be new to be successful and a waste of time to continue or begin streaming? Uh, I'll actually respond to that with an antidote, more child. Anybody ever heard of TSM Myth? Oh yeah. Uh, last summer, literally this time last year, TSM Myth was streaming to way fewer people. And when I say way fewer people, like I was playing Paragon with Smashly uh, around this time last year, going into like the summertime, and Myth was streaming to like 60, 70 people. Look up Myth now. Tell me where Myth is. How many numbers yeah, did massive. Myth get in his last stream? Yeah. And it's like, and it's there's always going to be a place for more. No matter what you do, somebody's always going to be better. Somebody's always going to do it better than you, but they're not you. So don't compare your success to somebody else's success. I'm going to start with that because I know somebody's going to be like, oh, shit. Immense numbers are multitudes above mine, but I don't care about that. I'm, I'm proud that I got to know Myth before he's Myth now because Myth's an awesome dude. He was a beast at Paragon. He's a beast at Fortnite. That much is obvious. His gameplay skill has got him to where he is. Your question, if you were to have asked Myth that last year, he said he might his answer might be completely different than now. Yeah. But the fact remains: there's always going to be a new game. There's always going to be somebody good at that new game. And when people are good at the thing, people are going to want to watch them do it. So. There's a quote that I that I really like for this, which is the best time to start streaming was five years ago. The second best time (laughs) to start streaming is today. Like do it today. 
before because it's only going to get more saturated there's only going to get there's only going to be more and more and more people so you might as well start now and don't procrastinate it anymore like it's absolutely still possible it's still possible to make it on youtube it's still possible to make it on twitch it's still possible to make it on social media everywhere else still possible to make it on instagram facebook lots of options like your quality just has to be good you got to do something different you got to find your value and give that value to people that to people in a way that resonates with them and whenever you figure that out you're gonna you're gonna resonate with people and you're gonna grow at some point on some platform like it may not Mm -hmm. be the platform that you originally started on it might not be twitch twitch might not be the best place for you to show your value to people it wasn't for me like i streamed for three or four years to 30 people consistently and it was rough it's really hard and i've i've been there and that's why i'm so adamant about making this kind of content is because i know how freaking hard it is but whenever i went over to youtube people started liking my stuff people started joining my discord people started watching me on twitch like it's so weird how everything really feeds back into twitch if you want it to so it's definitely like it's not it's not oversaturated in any capacity like who was it um What's his name? Uh, the guy that just got like super popular. He just passed 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Peter McKinnon. A year and a half ago, Peter McKinnon didn't freaking exist. A year and a half later, he's got 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Just because of how freaking good he is. It's a thing. It happens. It's there. Alright, I see two more questions. Uh, what are your thoughts on quality over quantity when it comes to streaming? A lot of people put in insane amounts of hours versus couple of I feel personally attacked right now. I feel like you just came at me <laughs> at my face. Like, what did I do to you, my dude? What did I, what did I do to you, Glitch? I feel like you just like hit me personally. It was like, DJ streams every day. He put nothing but quantity out. Where the quality at, my dude? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm hurt. Like, if you ain't like me, you could just say so. <laughs> but no, um, it's, I, I feel like it always comes down to do what feels right. If it feels right to you to not stream for ridiculous amounts of hours, then don't. Yeah, so, or if you just can't because you need to have right. a job and make some money, like focus on the quality first. Yes, yeah, the the quality is going to come with experience. Yeah, but uh, the reason that like one of the reasons why I try to stream no less than four hours at a stretch is because four hours. Uh, like three-ish hours is where the fever pitch hits of where you're gonna get the viewership where you can kind of expect for that day. So for me, it's like, all right, cool. We're at three hours. Cool. Let's see if we can get another hour of this. Maybe, maybe not, but that's generally the rule. Like two, two-ish hours is probably where you can see it, but like three hours is the definite. If it's the same at two and three hours, that's the viewership that you're probably going to be pulling in. Uh, but if you don't have the time to do longer than that, don't. Nobody forces you to put that button on. Like, hey, do what you got to do. That wasn't just a DJ question, so I'm going to let you answer that. Shout out. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think the same way. I think it's just figuring out what works for your schedule, right? So if you have a ton of free time and you don't need to be making a ton of money right now because nobody's reliant on you, like, then stream a lot and don't worry too much about quality. Like, the way that I started my YouTube was I focused 
the most on consistency. Like, I didn't focus on quality at all at first. I was like, just make this stuff. And then eventually, once I'm more experienced and I've been really consistent with it, then I'll know what quality looks like. And that's whenever I started introducing quality, which wasn't didn't even happen until the last, like, I don't know, maybe month is when I've started refocusing to be more focused on quality. But I think if you have a ton of time, like, go for it and just stream a lot. If you don't have a lot of time, spending time planning your streams out is so, so... You, I feel like that's so under-talked about and undervalued from so many people, like... The reason these streams happen is because I spend time literally sitting down and planning them out. Like, I spend time writing questions. I spend time figuring out who the guest is and, like, what their story is and what's interesting about them and how that relates to you guys. Like, what part about DJ and I is valuable that I can get advice for people that are trying to be streamers, that people are... For people that aspire, I cannot talk today. I don't know what it is. I need to have coffee, I guess. I haven't had any coffee yet. Coffee's always a good idea. Coffee's <laughs> but, always a good idea. Yeah, but I think it's like it's all about figuring out that consistency piece more than anything else, is what, especially what I've learned lately. Like after interviewing you and Kala, like, or Kayla, both of you talked so much about consistency. Like, figure that piece out first jump into the quality and then if you have to change it up because you have a ton of time you want to throw a lot of time ton of time at twitch then do that true true indeed and jay uh, dubious asked oh go for it tips for building your community outside of this yeah. <laughs> i have a command for the off stream social media that i have xlam social in my chat will get you my twitter my instagram youtube channel Steam group, Discord, because those are the those are the social media platforms that I engage with. So, get your community to be engaged with them. Uh, I have some things that uh, you can't get without getting into the Discord because it makes life easy. Like I'm a Warframe partner, so if somebody wants my glitch or my glyph in game, uh, you gotta go to the Discord into the sub area and request it because subs get that for free. We have giveaways for everybody else to get in on it, but subs get it for free, and you gotta be in the Discord to do it. Uh, other than that. Discord, I feel like, is the thing that makes itself useful, right? Like, if you are a fan of being in this community, you're chatting with other people in the community, and you might want to game with other people in the community, like, give them somewhere where they can do that chatting, where they can, like, that's, that's why they're in my Discord. There's areas where people can go voice chat on their own. If they hop in, have some chat, play some games. You're already friends on Steam, or you have the ability to find the people who are in the Steam group together, like, just go hang out. And that's the idea. I try to treat my stream like people are sitting on my couch. Because yeah. who, everybody remembers the days where they were kids, and you would come over, like, when GTA was still, like, before it was all online, like, you pass the controller around. All right, cool. How many comps, how many stars can you get before you get wrecked? Oh, you got three? Cool. Let me try. And then you would have them trying to do the same thing do that yeah i think it's just mentioning it more than anything else like just don't forget to to invite people to have that further relationship with you like yeah. it's kind of the same as you learn in any marketing courses there's a funnel right like at your very top is what you're doing that gets most of the people to you and then these smaller levels it's who do you 
appeal to that will keep continuing to further the relationship with you. So whether that's like somebody finds you on Twitch and then they follow you on all of your social media, that's the next step of the funnel. And then they jump into your Discord because they want to get to know you. And then they decide to subscribe to you. And then like it just keeps going. So you always kind of have that next step. But mentioning mentioning it, like anytime I mention, hey, join us on Discord, we've got a community of awesome streamers that are all just linking arms and helping each other out. Anytime I mention that in a YouTube video, it's like 10 people jump in overnight. Right. I see two questions. We're going to have to head out soon, so we're going to have to hop on these yeah, yeah. questions. Uh, how do you push that wall? So much. Of this is how many people I can get, I believe the question was. Yeah, how do you push that wall of this is how many people I can get? Uh, that changes. Every day that changes. The game you play that changes. The, the time of day that changes. There's a lot of different factors to Twitch. Like if you're looking at Twitch at nine in the morning, it's going to be a completely different atmosphere at 5 p.m. than it's going to be at 10 p.m. The time of day matters. The game you're playing matters. So like literally go look on a chart. Go, go, go wake up at when you wake up in the morning, go to twitch.tv forward slash directory. That's it. Go to there. Get something like Greenshot or a screenshot tool. Take a screenshot of the amount of people that are playing. Or just like in general. like Because right now it's Fortnite, League of Legends, Battlegrounds, IRL 2, Hearthstone, Destiny 2, GTA 5, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, and FIFA 18. Now I guarantee you that's going to be different than it was at 9 in the morning because Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire didn't have as many people playing it now because it just opened up at noon. So that's going to be a different number at every different time of day. And if you really want to go into the depth of it, like go into a game. Hey, I'm a window. I'm, I'm text. Uh, ah. so, <laughs> so go into those games, right? Like if you really want to go into the data, do your research, like go into Fortnite, take a screenshot of that, go in the league or the, the top four games, go into those games. Don't scroll down because it's all about what's above the, and by above the fold. I mean, if you look at a newspaper that, that folds in like the, they only show you the top half and you always see that gigantic picture in the top. When you fold that newspaper down, you see the bottom of that. Nobody ever looks at that. Those aren't those things aren't the things that sell newspapers, but the top part is. So, before you scroll on the page, look at the amount of people that are in those rooms. That's key to figuring out which game you want to play. If you can get to the numbers that you're used to having in stream, do those numbers fit enough to where they'll be on that screen? If they do, <laughs> there's going to be people who are going offline while you're on. There's going to be people who are coming online while you're on. And the chance of you moving up that is key because it's it's very likely that the people who are at the top of that page are going to leave within if you're going to have a four hour stream, right? So if you can fit if you're if your average gets you into the top part of that stream or that that screen at the time that you want to play, then if you like the game and you want to grow, play it. So it. there's there's lots of different ways that you can use uh, the tools that Twitch exists to be there. Like just you have to look at and see what's going on. And, uh, do you want to answer? I'm oh, sorry. Go sorry. Ahead. No, no, go ahead. Do you want to answer DVJ's question as your last one, so you can head out? I'm trying to even see DVJ's question because I got it for you. All right, cool. He said, "How do you manage when you feel a stream isn't your own anymore?" I've recently gotten a large monetary favor. When you I broke off right there. Oh, I heard. Is uh, it your own anymore? And then it cut off. Yeah. 
And then I've recently gotten a large monetary favor when I was in a rough spot from a regular, but now I'm obligated to play his game whenever he asks, which is fun, but there are times when I want to do my own thing. It's gotten to the point where I'm not excited and really dread going live because I feel like I can't play what I want freely anymore. So I'm effectively right working for him. Let me stop yeah. that right there. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Right there is where that changes because you've let yourself be influenced by somebody wanting to support your stream. Yeah, let them tip you if they want to. Tips are not refundable. Whose stream is it? Whose content is it? Who's playing? You're not a you're not a jester. You're not somebody's personal tool. You're not some you're 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 here to provide a stream. And <clears throat> it's not a must that you do anything for somebody that requests it. Now, if you want to do it on occasion, like, all right, cool, you know, you've been a big supporter of the stream. I'll play this game for you today. But at that point, it's like up to you. Right. You you make the decision. decision. You make the decision to let their support help you for a day. Like, can you be bought? No. If you can't be bought, don't let them try to buy you. Like, I'm a big fan of this is my house. Like, if I'm not going to let somebody say, play the game, I'm not going to let somebody's tips uh, dictate what content that I provide because I provide the content that I want to. If I do a yeah. sponsor stream, it's because I want to. If I play a game for a ridiculous amount of time, it's because I want Elite Dangerous. I play Elite Two. Somebody saying like, "Hey, my dude, I just gave you this money. You can only play this game from here on out." I will happily ban that ass. <laughs> and if they want to have that attitude about it and they try to charge it back, guess what I'm doing? I'm taking a clip of me saying, bite it. Or I'm, and I'm and in that clip, there's the chat now, right? So now I can send something to Amazon with, hey, look, uh, I can send a clip of them tipping. And then I can send a clip of them saying like, hey, man, if you don't want to do that, I'm going to charge my money back. I right, cool. Guess what I'm doing? I'm sending this to Amazon. So if you try to charge it back, womp womp. Don't give me money if you don't like my content. If you want to support me, support me because you like my content. By somebody giving you that money, making you change your content, that's not them supporting you. That's them saying, you will do what I want to do and that's it. (laughs) I'm a grown ass man. You ain't going to tell me anything to do in my house. This is my computer. This is my desk. My girlfriend bought me this desk. I paid for this laptop. I paid for this. Now, is that through the support of the community? Yeah, but once I get paid from Twitch, my check came from Twitch. Like, unless somebody bought me something specifically off my list. And even if they bought that off my list, they bought that off my list because they like my content. Nobody will buy me. Like, people in my chat will be like, oh, he gave you such a nice tip. You should make him a mod. No. If they're not going to do mod work, why are they a mod? Why would they? No, 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 no. Yeah. And that's, and that's not me being disrespectful to them. That's just mods in my stream are mods because they're mods or because i feel like they uh are going to add something to the community that mod privilege gives them that plus as a mod i see them when they chat so no i'm not giving somebody a mod because they want to support the stream do i appreciate it you bet your ass i appreciate it i'm happy that somebody would like to to show appreciation monetarily but you ain't changing my content then it's not my content it's theirs with a exactly. DJ with a DJ frosting, like <laughs> DJ frosting. No, 
That's the, no. the worst part no. about it. It's like you're giving someone else control of your content and you are effectively giving them control of your growth. So if your growth like is important to you and you want to grow a community, you're giving them the control of that instead of yourself, which is probably the worst part about that interaction. But I feel for you because I've been there. I had that exact same situation happen. So mm-hmm. I can tell you a little bit more about that, but I'm going to let DJ head out here for a second because... I know he's got stuff that he wants to do in his day, and he has already spent a ton of time with us way longer than I expected him to. So thank you so much for coming on, DJ. I no really appreciate it. Happy to have been here. Really? What an episode. I personally was really, really inspired by DJ Knight, and so my return to Twitch during all of my streams, I'm telling people, hey guys, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to showing up every single day. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of the schedule. Not just every single day of that schedule, but exactly at the scheduled time is when the stream goes live. If you see the stream not live at 12 central daylight time, there is something wrong. (laughs) I'm missing somebody. Please call and help me find myself because I don't know where I am. But really, DJ and Kayla Flower and everyone that I've talked to recently that has just pushed me into this direction of consistency and discipline. Thank you guys so, so, so much. I didn't really realize how important consistency and discipline were to the Twitch space. I knew, you know, obviously it's important for content creation, but the more disciplined you can be about your consistency, not just consistency of schedule, but consistency of energy, the content that you're creating, of the space that you're providing, of the atmosphere of your community, the better it will be for your stream and for your growth. So thank you guys so much for pushing me in this direction. And DJ specifically, man, thank you so much for hanging out with me (laughs) during this podcast episode. I had a blast. I learned a lot. You are seriously, you just have such a, an amazingly like disciplined mind to be able to go for a thousand days and always show up. That to me is just like, that's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. Okay. Anyways, so thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Stream Coach Podcast. Once again, I stream Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Daylight Time. You can come by to get your Twitch page reviewed, your social media channels reviewed. If you need some help, you can actually talk to me live one-on-one. I'm just loving that live aspect of it. It's super fun. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, make sure that you hit subscribe and and leave a comment over on iTunes if you can. That really helps people find the show. It helps us help more streamers, which really is just the mission of what we're trying to do here, right? And the culture that we're building over on Twitch in this podcast over on the YouTube is one of support and mutually beneficial, genuine support, genuine relationships, everyone being vulnerable and open and authentic together, us all helping each other towards getting out of these nine to five jobs that we hate, getting out of <laughs> getting out of these bad relationships or just these places in life that we don't want to be and pursuing that dream that we have of being awesome 
rad, inspired, motivated content creator. So I'm so excited to continue this journey with you all through the YouTube, the podcast, the Twitch streams, the Discord projects, <laughs> the social media, everything that I'm doing. And I'd love to support you as well and see you over on Twitch and in the Discord. You can find the links for everything down in the show notes. I will see you all next week. I love you so much. Enjoy the next stream that you have. Go out there and kill it and never stop pursuing your dreams. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Shrimp Coach Podcast. See you next week.